Hey everyone, I'm Wa. And I'm Chris. And welcome to Docu Sweetie. Sorry, I forgot my line. Haha. We're two longtime friends who discuss the riveting and sometimes trashy world of reality TV and docuseries. Yes, but honey, through, through our own lens, honey, which can be, you know, just like rained upon, snowed upon. So it's just like, there's a lot of stuff on the lens and you have to like, you know, use a little wiper to get it off. But at the end of the day, hopefully mildly sweet. Hi, we're here to talk about, and we have a special guest where it's like a big episode. So just sit back, whatever you're doing, honey, because it just like, get yourself ready. It's a full 90 day fiance toe episode. That's the other way. This is season eight, episode four. And it was called, wait. So that's okay. So wait, okay. And then we have a special guest and we have um, Leslie DJ from Sinister Girls. I'm so excited. Okay. And then we're going to like have her on too. But the name of the episode is For Every Joy, There Is a Price. And I 100% thought it was For Every Joe, There Is a Price. And I'll be honest, like both of those things really work. It could have been either one. Yeah. Well, I mean, I wonder how much Joe costs. Like what would be the price of Joe? Well, a cup of Joe, honey, is like a it's like a cup of Joe, like a loaf of bread, like a carton of milk. These are like benchmarks for prices throughout our entire lives. So Joe is always expensive. Well, no, Joe is always a price, but it, it keeps going up. It does. I just went to Whole Foods to buy a bottle of wine and two like pre-made margarita beverages, and I spent damn near fifty dollars. Wait, wait, okay. You got one bottle of wine and two mm-hmm. pre-made beverages. Mm-hmm. Mar- margarita beverages. Okay, which was more expensive, the wine? And like, how much was the... I feel like the wine was the same price as the beverages. Mm, are those a high quality beverages? I mean, I don't know are if they're, they're high French? quality or they have hype, you know? Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So, but I, I, I do want to make a correction. You said this was season eight and this is 112,000% not season eight. It's, it felt weird. Toe. Uh-huh, yeah. It felt weird. Yeah. <laughs> It felt weird when I said it. I was like, isn't it like season four? Yes. It's season four, episode eight. For every Joe, <laughs> there is a cup and a bread. <laughs> Listen, you know, it's been a rough, it's like been a bit of rough, I mean, end of March. I can't believe we're just like, almost halfway almost done with this whole year, which is bananas. You know, like Christmas just happened. We're you know, almost- I got there. I'm like, like, okay, well, listen, April, April, May, June. June is half a day. H- half half the year happens at June, and we're in April. We're at a quarter. We're a quarter way through. Yeah, okay. Well, we're in Q1. I mean, in the we're very about to soon start half. Q2. You know, we're, we're more we're more than we're more than a quarter. Because yeah. January, February, all of March, April, May. Mm-hmm. And 30 days, half September, April, June, and November. For those of you out there who work in fiscal weeks, for those of you who work in Q1 and Q2, we mm-hmm. uh, Sunday begins the begins Q2 of the year. So this is the second quarter of the year. So we will be at our at the beginning of the second quarter of the year. I said that and I will say it again. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so what did you think of this episode overall? Oh, I was really into it, especially coming off um, because, you know, our schedule is it so that we're doing love after lockup and life after lockup, which I'm not into. So this episode was fresh for me. I mean, real drama, which I love awkwardness, you know, like just it's just great. You know, I so I I was into it, you know, like sexually into it. So, um, no, I mean, I'm I'm happy. I uh, I just can't, you know, I just 
this is the drug that I've chosen. So um, I'm excited to talk about all of the people. Yeah. You know what? I, first what? of all, I was watching it and I was taking notes and then I paused it. And then I don't know what I was doing, girl. She was cleaning. She was making food. She was doing all of it. Then she was like, oh, shoot, I should finish watching that show. So then I went back to watch the show, proceeded to not take notes. Then I took the show off and took a bath. Then I went mm. to sleep. And then I woke up this morning and was like, damn, didn't finish watching the show. So like my notes are real sparse. So I'm going to need you and our special guest to fill in the details. And um, yeah, let's, let's get right into this episode. I think we're about ready. Okay, everybody, welcome back. So we are going to introduce to you our very special guest. We're going to bring her onto the stage. Patreon, those of you who are watching, you will see her face just pop onto the screen. For those of you who are not watching, just listen with your ear, your ear balls, okay? Here we go. <laughs> Bringing in Leslie DJ of Sinister Girls. Hey, girl, hey. Hi, Hi how's it going? It's going great. Thanks so much for joining us. So Leslie, tell us a little bit about your what you do in your channel or your podcast. Well, so I host the Sinister Girls podcast, which interviews music musicians mostly and artists. And we sometimes do live performances. They used to be a radio show, but due to the pandemic, turned back into a podcast. But coming up this week, which I was super psyched because I did this like a few days ago, Nancy Wilson of Hearts is going to be on the Sinister Girls podcast. Like a rock and roll icon. I that am like huge. losing my mind. I, I was fangirling. I hope that it doesn't come off as annoying to the listeners, but that is coming this week. And also because I listened to you ladies, I reached out for you initially because we're doing a reality TV rewatch of Mariah's World and you're in the first Yes, you can hear us so in um, on Leslie's podcast, Sinister Girls, and anywhere you can find podcasts. And we are episode one where you talk about Mariah's World. And it was like a treat for you to ask us to do something that was just like right in our alley. You know what I'm saying? Just like right up our street. It was it was the docu-sweetie street mixed with Mariah's World. Oh, it was it was beautiful. And today is actually Mimi's anniversary. So yeah. happy birthday, Mariah. I know that part is so Thank like you. what Thank a you. coincidental moment too. Yeah. I we love music and so it's a great thing to have like a music docuseries to look at. And plus I watched it when it happened in real life back in the day. So to revisit it was just so super awesome. Also I wanted to say I I love heart. I could not love like oh a band I mean I don't know there's just so many like seminal bands in my life and I love female singers so when I you know like yeah. the ones that like mean a lot to me are like Heart and like you know Fleetwood Mac and like Garbage or you know all over the place you know because I really like whatever it's just like if it's a female headed band like I'm headed female whatever led band I'm just like almost do it I just love it female fed, yeah, yeah. You guys, uh, talk for a bit. I have okay. to go close my sliding glass door. I opened it because I like to like give the room a fresh bit of air, but then it's also 28 degrees. You know what I'm saying? Ooh, I'm going to go manage that. Oh, okay. no. So I, uh, I'm i excited to talk about this episode with you, just so, I just, just so everyone knows. Like, you've been watching this whole season the whole time, and you love this show, right? I love this show. I've watched every iteration of 90 Day. Anything Mark Sharp produced, really, I've watched because I feel like 
it's part of my DNA now. You know, they've captured me. Mm-hmm. I'm an alien. I'm held hostage. Even the seasons that suck, like Happily Ever After, which ah, is like a dread. dread. I, I watch it. I mean, it's it. like I the worst day. I mean, whatever you don't like to do is your like workout day. That's what happens when HEA comes around. You're like, oh my God. Some people hate leg day or whatever. Like, so it's yeah. almost like leg day. Um, who are some yeah. of your favorite couples so far this season? Well, to say favorite mm-hmm, is a mm-hmm. little bit weird for me because <laughs> I essentially hate everyone, yeah. but I love to hate them. And it's and when I say hate, mm. I don't mean like wish ill upon them. I mean, hate as in you bring me joy from upsetting me so much. And one couple that does that to me for many reasons, and I'm going to get personal here because I do have experience in this whole <gasps> K-1 yes. Oh yeah, I totally situation. forgot about that. Let's just do it. Let's just talk um, about the first couple. First couple that we're going to talk about yes. today is Johan and Danielle. Oh, Lord. Okay, so my first thing was like, is this woman going to be traveling back and forth constantly? Every episode, she's either going to the Dominican Republic on her way back. What is happening? Like, pick a place. It's the other way. Go the other way and stay there. <laughs> um, wait, so I have a question. Do you think that she's Latina? You know, that's confusing. Okay. I think that she oh. might be like maybe half. <laughs> Just because the way her name is. Yeah, yeah. and the way. Because a lot of her mm-hmm. friends and the way her name is spelled, like and I, listen, I know that people in New York City are very diverse and they have a, a large cultural group, but her specific Latina friends are like Latina, Latina. They're, they're not like, yeah, I don't know. It just seems yeah. like she would be. Yeah, it's really interesting. For me, it seems like if she is Latina, she probably wasn't really connected to those roots until she lived in whatever neighborhood she's living in in New York City with all her friends who speak Spanish. I'm Dominican. My family's from the Dominican Republic. I'm a first generation, so I am American. But I identify as Dominican because of the close ties. And the thing is with Johan is that he is just behaving like most men over there. You know, when you come from a third world country and you're poor, and you see an opportunity. I'm not saying he's like trying to come to the States just for that, but I'm saying there's a woman who's American hitting on him. He could see a future. And for him, it's like, okay, I could come to the States and help my family out because my family was really poor until people started immigrating here, started sending back money, petitioning people. And then that's kind of how it works. And so Danielle needs to realize that. And also he's totally banging a ton of chicks. Hot take. You heard it here first, you guys. Yeah. So I definitely agree with you as somebody whose family is like Central American. Like I'm first generation born in America uh, on half of my family. And to see like I was I was this close to marrying a Guatemalan man and bringing him to the U.S. And fully knowing that he we were going to do the K-1 visa. Like I wasn't I didn't go in blind. It is just like it is a way to bring opportunity to those people who are back who mm-hmm. are kind of stuck and they can they're just in a cycle where where they will never be able to kind of get ahead and the way to do that is to send money back from the states and to do that which i fully fully recognize and i don't find any fault in that i think it's the american ideal that makes right. it so that it's negative to do that like you have to love someone in order to get married or else you're somehow breaking down the 
the basis or the foundation of what marriage is supposed to be. But the truthfully, that is a very Western idea of marriage. A lot of times, especially historically, people got married because of finances. They got married because of other circumstances, procreation, exactly. moving forward. If you you have a healthy son and I have a healthy daughter, let's make more healthy kids. Like it's, it is a way to be able to move the culture and the community and, you know, humanity forward had nothing to do with like this idealistic uh, idea of love um so it's really interesting how americans are very much like oh he's there for the wrong reasons or she's there for the right reasons blah 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 all right so let's just move on to this episode so in this episode we start off with danielle looking very frazzled sitting in the middle of just what seems to be i uh, her entire life and listen that was me a couple months ago just sitting in the middle of my entire life overwhelmed i i have never uh, like I, and i never will relate to Danielle <laughs> about anything besides this thing. I distinctly remember the feeling and know that stress of packing your entire life up by yourself and moving. I luckily had Chris to help me. My sister came and helped me, but before they got there and even while they were there, I feel like I was wide-eyed, just like didn't know what to do. Um, oh. Yeah. Yeah. No, you were. Um, <clears throat> we see Danielle and she, honey, listen, Danielle's like, honey, I, I have ADHD or ADD. Like every time I try and pack one box, I mean, I look over and I'm like, I got to pack that too. She's gotten herself like, I don't know where she went, honey, TJ Maxx, or we always talk about it, but like 10 different like pastel colored, <laughs> hard shelled, you know, luggage pieces. And I went, my mind was like, oh, she's not going to see it. She doesn't want to send anything. She's like, fuck sending anything. It's going to be too expensive. I have to bring everything. So one thing that she's packing, you know, I own. And I was like, oh no, because I low key, I'm a little snobby, a little bougie. And every time I see someone who I probably don't like love, you know, whatever, like own something or use something of like that I have and or use or whatever and or own, like it makes me like a little, you know, sad. And that product was this. Did you see her? pack this but a small moment okay but she packs the glow motions <laughs> copacabana bronze glow oil it's from you know like that sol de janeiro you know it's like yeah it's like it's you know when she's a little tan she puts it on honey she feels great about herself so when i saw it i was like oh. it just smells good well i know you want to say something i know you want to say something no <laughs> Oh, yeah, you brought your thing up. So anyway, so I'll tell you also how I know she's frazzled. She has not gotten her extension, lash extensions done for a minute. So now she's resorting to strips lashes. And it's quite a different look. You know what I'm saying? Quite a different look. So um, she packs everything. She has all these boxes. She has all these suitcases. For some, <clears throat> she has like one of those like bell things that she like calls the taxi, which is great. Her apartment looks great. You know, like I was like, oh, you really are just like leaving all of this. But she's over it. She's like, I'm packing 19 yearbooks because I was a high school teacher for, for 19 years. And when she said also that part, it kind of hit like it's hard to be a high school. It's hard to be a teacher right now in this economy, in this country, you know, for lots of reasons. And I just I think that you're also seeing a woman who's hit a wall, you know, like, you know, hit a wall, you know, like even though she said she's a great driver. So it wasn't like a literal wall. So anyway, so what happens is she gets <laughs> her Uber black car. She, you know, this guy has to like put all these suitcases together. One's like teetering, honey. It looks like Jenga. I was like, why is that one teetering? You have to like put that on the side. Anyway, God bless. She's like, I don't know. I don't know how she thought she was going to maneuver with these 10 suitcases. It's absolutely bananas. I don't know if she thought like if she made them into cute suitcases, like pastel ones, it'd be like cute and adorable, small like her, that she'd be like, okay with it. It's like she wanted to give her own luggage pretty privilege. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, anyway. I I also think <laughs> that like she stated, I'm leaving my job and I'm leaving my community, and I hope he understands what I'm giving up. And I wanted to be like, 
he he doesn't want you to do any of that. He actually wants to go where you are. <laughs> so don't say that you hope he understands. You want to move here with him or without him. Go ahead. Hmm. My question is, are they aware that they're on different shows? Because she's on the other way and he thinks he's on 90 Day Fiance, that he's going to get here somehow. Do I don't know. I think that they did. That? And he, he, she probably just said, yeah, we can go to the U.S. sometime. But then I think when it got closer to it and when it really mm, like came down to brass tacks, she was like, no, I want to be stress-free and peaceful and I want to have a big dick husband on a beach and I want to and I want to be someplace where there's plantanos and, and arroz and you know beans like and I get it mm-hmm. she wants the salami she wants that longanita that Dominican like large sausage she just wants that hog that's all she's in for it and, you know, I don't blame her. I mean, my people, the men, whatever. But they think with that as well. And with my experience, I got totally bamboozled. I was 22 years old, a virgin. I could not get rid of my virginity if I paid a guy. I don't know. I was, you know, I did not look like this. That I was, <laughs> it was before I came into my looks, quote unquote. And so I went down there and he was sweet talking me. He was like a friend of the family. So people were like, yeah, he's a good kid. His brother's a baseball player. So, you know, they're not in it for the money. Yeah. So we fall in love. We get married. And then as we're leaving the courthouse after we get married, he does not hold my hand to leave. He just walks away with his brothers. And I'm left by myself at the courthouse to walk back to the house by myself. Essentially, they took off. And I'm like, huh, this is interesting. And still then I brought him here to this country for him to ditch me. Oh my God. Wait, so, God. That is, yeah. that oh. is a nightmare. What did your, did your family not know that, that your family, there was oh. nobody, there was no red flags? There were family members in the DR that knew. They just did not tell my mother because my mom would have gone over there and killed people. So they were like, don't tell her mother. And also I did find out after we were married for like six years that um, he had fathered a child during our marriage. Did he at least pay your so bills at any point while he was surprise. living here? No, not at all. I paid for Oh, everything. we got to get the, we got to get the yeah. primos. We got, we got to find him. Can I ask one question? Was he hot? <laughs> <laughs> yes. He's still alive. Um, <laughs> yes. And that is the problem. Light, you know, oh, colored eyes. Fine. You know, I know. I hate him. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it happens. It happens. It happens. The best yeah. of us into the worst of us, you know, but we're the yeah. best. Yeah, we're the best. Uh, so she yeah. says that, you know, a lot of people are looking down on her, but really, truly, she is moving towards love and she is moving towards peace and partnership. Uh, and babe, you are sure everyone looks down on you. She's two inches. She's Thumbelina. All right. You know, like she is Thumbelina. You guys didn't watch that. Where is she going to live? Because unless you're living in a gated community that is very affluent, you're not going to have peace and quiet in the DR. You know how freaking loud it is, those streets every single day, all those trucks and all that? It's just chaos unless you're living in a gated community, which costs a lot of money. We're talking about, you know, getting close to a million pesos, like that kind of money, you know, to buy something and it will, it will be a lot. She's going to end up paying almost as much as she's paying 
in New York for she's like paying a really, really nice right? for that area. apartment. You know, she's paying two thousand for like an expat community of condos that she's renting. So I don't know. I mean, obviously yeah. it's two thousand. So let me let's move on. So she, you know, she gets her whole life on this plane, honey. You know, and she gets to the airport, honey. And we've seen this once. We've seen it twice. We'll see it one million times. The like airport monkey hug. You know, what I'm saying where she like runs and jumps on him like a little chimpanzee. You know, she also then says the most annoying thing when she's like, um, "Yeah, I didn't tell Johan that I was gonna have eleven bags, but I think that he should have known that because I was moving my whole life here." And I wanted to say, do you do you see how many clothes that he has? Do you see mm-hmm. how many belongings that he has? How in the world could he ever fathom that you would be coming with 16 boxes and 11 suitcases? How could he even fathom that? And this is a car he's rented from a friend. And I was like, that is no friend. That friend pay- makes you pay for the like, rented car. <laughs> that is no friend. <laughs> I wonder how much it is, though. This friend's just like, yeah, you know what? Fucking pay gas and like whatever. And, you know, I don't know. Wear and tear. Mm-hmm. Well, I hate it. Okay, no, so... Oh, oh yeah, no, yeah, I so don't he, like okay. Um well, your face belies you. So then he like puts has to like, you know, pack up all her ten things. She's like, Okay, you do it, baby, but then you know, she's like pissed because she as you said. So he does, he's like, Okay, I have to put some up here. Obviously, it's a little compact. It's like, you know, the compactiest of compact economic car. You know what I'm saying? God bless. So she okay, in her mind, she got, by the way, a Uber black car, like suburban to get her to the airport. So like already I mean, at this point, I would understand the difference of, like, assuming things of what I do and what my husband would do if I was her at this point, but I can't. I'm not. Whatever. So she, he's like, I have to put some up here, like a Christmas tree. I have to, like, you know, like, put them there and, like, put this, like, thing over it. And she's like, no, no. I want to be like, okay, girl, like, what's your other option? So then she, you know, it's like she wants a big dicked dude who's, like, hot and, like, she's, like, also, you know, wants to control things, you know, because she's older and she's seasoned. So same word. So he's like, okay, so I'm going to do this. And then he puts one little like piece of, I mean, rope around it. I mean, none of us think it looks real secure, but that's what it is. And we're like, okay. And then she wants to drive and he's like, absolutely not. And she's like, no, I'm driving. It's my stuff. He's like, no, you're not fucking out of the car. And she's like, no, I have more experience than you. Like, here's my resume, 25 years of car driving. You know what I'm saying? He's like, a, my friend's car. B, you're in my fucking country, and if they look at me, this tall, tall, tall DR guy, just like I don't know what he looks like. Like in, when you see him sitting in the passenger seat of that car, just coming out, you're like that person's already uncomfortable. So like that man's gonna sit in the passenger seat now and watch you like Thumbelina in the front seat with your frizzy hair, and you're like no extensions now, honey. You're just gonna like go there, let him do his thing. You are in his country. Now this is what you've wanted. You like, you know, don't want one more year of a yearbook and don't want more five years of what your pension's going to be. You've made this life for yourself. So, you know, she's gonna have to find a place to yoga. She's gonna find a place that does eyelash extensions. She's gonna have to find, you know, uh, Uber black service. You guys. Yeah. I think that, um, I feel like they didn't drive with the stuff on the trunk because I noticed that the little rope that was holding it, it wasn't in the inside of the car when I saw it one. Two, the machismo mm. is machismoing on the on the level that I have never even experienced. Like, and the truth mm-hmm. is, is like, here's the truth. When I go to the Central of Americas, any man mm-hmm. that wants to do anything for me, absolutely. Because in the States, I, I hold everything on my back. So when I go there, they want to drive. Yes. Yep. They want to pay for things. Absolutely. They want to they want to dictate where I go and roam me around like a rag doll. I'm there. Dictate. So- Big dictate. <laughs> They want to dictate me. I do it. I do it all because I'm like tired. So I don't understand why she's tired of him. 
because I'm tired. <laughs> like, yeah, she is tired. For this is a you're watching a woman like somewhat give up her whole life, but she also thinks that she also is cashing in. You know, and she does it because she wants to do it, Leslie. Yeah, and I also think that she's smart, or at least she thinks she's smart by keeping him there. Because she knows that if he comes to the state, she's leaving him. Because she is so controlling, and the moment that he gets a little bit of freedom, he is going to ditch her. Because she is just nagging on him. Yeah, he's, he's going to come to the U.S. and find her. a fine-ass Dominican woman who's ready to have his babies. You know how many fine-ass mm-hmm. Dominican women are just roaming around New York City right now? Puerto Rican women? Yeah. I live in Washington Heights. They're They're everywhere. everywhere. Somebody who speaks this fucking language, who Mm -hmm. uh, makes him feel like a man, and who will bear his children and ride him into the sunset. So, like, yeah, she has to go to the DR. Wow. (laughs) I kind of want to say something, Leslie. Like, I'm, for some reason, I had never thought about the fact that she low key doesn't want him to be there because of that. I, like, don't know why that wasn't part of it. Like, we, but that's. Yeah. That is absolutely 100% it. Like, that's also, like, she, for some reason, thinks she can, like, get by for, like, $1 in the DR, I think. Um, do you want to, yeah, I mean, do you want to, uh, anything else about this, my love, or these people? Do you want any more about, yeah, any, we, any more opinions? Yeah. No, yeah, I was, we were going to move them on. Do you, you have a hard time? Do you have a hard stop, Chris? No. Okay. Um, all right. So let's move on to our next couple. Let's talk about, let's get real angry. Let's just get all in our feelings and let's talk about Nicole and Mahmoud. Oh gosh. Leslie, you start. I had to take a deep breath. That moment was, I don't know if it was art poetry it was some outer worldly experience watching her in that burkini looking like a sad hot dog just standing there you know like one of those hot dog people that's like giving out flyers and then she just ran out of the flyers and she has 40 minutes left on her shift and she is just miserable i was like this is beautiful and so annoying and i'm so happy this is happening to you (laughs) so we start out and they're fighting in the streets okay like common idiots and then we're like, what happened? What did we miss? Did we get in a weird spot? And then they go, uh, yes! hours later. Well, I was so I was so annoyed because I put it on and I was like, what in God's name? And I had a, like, I literally rewind it back and I was like, what happened? And then I literally was like, did I miss an, an entire scene of Latin? And I was like, what it said five hours later, I was like, oh my God, I've been duped. I've been souped and duped by, the, I've been sharped. yeah so they're like five hours later okay insert a spongebob meme and um she's like eating breakfast in the living in the bedroom on her bureau and he comes in he's like hello my love hello my love are you okay my love and she's like yes my love i'm just eating breakfast i'm just finishing up my breakfast okay my love all right um so um, let me show you that how to pray. Uh, my uncle, he tells me that I didn't blah, 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 blah. And she's like, yeah. So she's like, okay. And then she puts on this like granny hijab situation. This granny, like it's called a, it starts with an N. I can't think of it, but it's a granny one. Okay. It's, it's Mahmoud's mother's. I love it. Okay. It is a mm. house hijab dress. Okay. It's like house hijab. You know, I like saw it. And I was like, oh my God. I was like, if it was made from silk, I would 
butt right now. Like I would just say, cause like, yeah, cause it's like a full silk robe thing that has like a thing here that collapsed. And my thing here, I mean, cause it's like, listen, if you're on Patreon, that makes sense to you. And if you're listening to this, you're like, no bitch, I can't hear you. I'm only listening to you. Like it has a clasp around the neck and then a beautiful hood that comes over your head that somehow also connects in such a way. And yeah, it's free flowing. It's light. It's just like whatever's happening. That's could also just like be a part of it or not. And then they bring, we're like, where are they going to go? But like they go into, I think like the, it looks like the bathroom. Right. And they wash their hands. Right. Okay. They, they woo do. They do woo do. They woo do. <laughs> um, so, yeah. uh, you know, and he's like, kind of like does a little bit of the, his face washing and she's like what is that are you washing your nose you go up in there and i was like it's a weird question no you know obviously i mean when you're gonna see him like what neti pot no he's not neti potting boo just like just just a sprinkle sprinkle so i don't know like in my mind i want to be like can you just like take that rose water can you kind of be like yeah 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 yeah," or like take a little face wipe you know like i love the code dito um go ahead Wa. i watch the women do voodoo at my job because i'm in a very muslim uh community a specifically somali community here in minneapolis and yeah they get they they are cleaning themselves to get before the lord okay and i i have to respect it the lady took her foot fully just put it in the sink and washed her feet i mean just like <laughs> yeah, yeah, said, yeah, yeah i said go ahead ma'am i mean even though you're not supposed to safety you know what i'm saying but i'm like the fact that she's that flexible okay um so yeah it is about cleaning yourself before you go to the beer prayer mat and go to allah right but the mm-hmm. way she does it is that she it's like she bought the camera crew to egypt to say look how weird this is leslie go mm-hmm mm-hmm I feel that 110% because even though she's trying to seem like she's accepting and learning, she'll be like, I've never heard his voice. It's so beautiful. But at the same time, she's like, you can't do these things that we don't do this in America. And it's like, okay, which is it? Like, you're appreciating his culture or are you confused by it? Like, she says that she's never heard him pray. I feel like that's a lie. And she's like, yeah, go ahead. I just think it's a lie when she was like, maybe I just need to pray more. Maybe I'm just having a crisis of faith and maybe I just have to like pray through it. And I was just like, I feel like you know that you don't want to do this religion at all. And you are like, you want this relationship. You hate this religion and you are like trying to, I guess, remedy it or make him kind of be okay with you not being in the religion. Like her ultimate goal is for him to be like, you know what, Nicole, I'm going to be Muslim. Not even really. And you don't have to be at all. And I still love you. Like that is like what her ultimate chief goal is. And so, you know, I don't believe that she cares about what he's saying. And, you know, his, even like his description of what he's saying isn't, I feel like his demeanor is not very teaching like, because I feel like he can feel that she doesn't really care. Or she asks the kind of questions that isn't like, he's just like, look, this, we start by saying Allah Akbar, and then you do this. And then, you know, I love the chanting pray and it is, it is sort of like meditative mm-hmm. and um, it's weird because mm-hmm. I, you know, like I am used to like Arabic, you know, chanting, but it's all like Catholic stuff, but it, you know, or like Christian stuff. So, but all, it kind of, I mean, it sounds the same. Allah is Allah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah. And, it, and I, I, <laughs> you're absolutely right, Chris. It's beautiful. And he's frustrated because we remember last episode, he says that he's told her this and she forgets. And so, he gets frustrated at her for forgetting the things that he's already told her. And you guys, she's already been to this country. She's mm-hmm. heard him pray. He's tried to teach her how to pray. 
There are apps that help you pray. There, there are apps literally for each, like, cause you know, you pray five times a day and each prayer has a, is a, has a name. And there are apps where you can go in and see what the prayer is or see what kind of prayer you can do for that specific prayer. So it, mm -hmm. I, I call BS and she's like, yeah, I guess if you had showed me more how to pray, then I'd be better at this by now. And I'm like, no. And he's annoyed and we're annoyed because we see what she's doing. We see right through her. So we move on and um, he says, hey, I want to take you swimming. And she's like, Mahmoud knows I really love swimming. I mean, like he knows that it's like the thing that makes me feel the most free in the world. And so I'm so excited because they're going to go swimming. And then I feel like this is kind of set up, right? They tell them to have this conversation. And then she's like, oh, something about a bikini. And then we get what you refer to as the hot dog situation. Um, and uh, she and they're talking. And it looks like everything is good. And then she's like, this might be a weird question to ask. But um what do you wear underneath? And I don't know what happens, but it sends him. And maybe it's a cultural thing. Maybe it's because he's really conservative or maybe because I, I have two theories and you guys tell me which one you think. One, how the hell is he supposed to know what women wear underneath things? Because he's a good Muslim man and he wouldn't know nor ask those kinds of questions. B, he's already told her what the answer is and he feels like he, she's trying to embarrass him. Yeah. I think it could be a combination of both because she seems to want to come off as being like, look, I am actually trying. So what do you do with this? I'm like asking him questions that I feel like they've discussed before. And that's where his frustration lies. Cause he's like, you're trying to make me look stupid. I think that he feels that mm -hmm, she's trying mm -hmm. to make him look stupid Chris. on TV. Yeah, no, I think, yeah, I, I thought, is it, I thought maybe like a C option and I don't really know the answer. Was it, dumb nothing do you wear anything do you wear a bra underneath your own bathing suit no you're gonna get in the water so you don't put your bra on this is what it is mm -hmm. I, I didn't know if it was that because she does get up in the she does go in the water in that outfit and he takes off his cotton obviously if you're wearing like underwear and you get in water the normal underwear is not gonna be great it's not water it's not bathing suit panties you know unless you have bathing suit panties which i mean listen is that is that i guess a bathing suit you know yeah i don't, I don't... tell you I don't know what that yeah. outfit has as undergarments. Does it have built in something to kind of be against your hoo-ha? Because you have to have some kind of bra because if the girls went in there without a bra, the titties would be tittying and then the men would be fantasizing and they would, they would die. So there must <laughs> be, there must be something. But then the fact that makes me annoyed is that he pretends like nothing is wrong as opposed to saying what it is that pissed him off. He tells her nothing, nothing, honey, nothing. And that's the, sh yeah. In the kitchen, which made me go, Oh, trash. <laughs> oh that i know and it's a cultural thing it's just like yeah it's just like <laughs> yeah obviously you're upset you don't usually just i mean you're just gonna smoke with all these people in your kitchen and i mean like i yeah i mean no that's not listen i i know when you say it's trash it's also very cultural but i'm like is smoking cigarettes isn't that not a kind of haram i don't know you like you can't drink but you can smoke it's so weird yes yes that's okay so for, yes i don't mean it's you know not that i'm well, wow. you know, I am an expert in Islamic culture. So, yes, um, but as you know, that, lean into it, very, lean, yeah, lean yeah. into it. Yeah. But you know, that's the whole thing. And that's like, you know, Arabs love to smoke and Arab, you know, like, and definitely hookah shops are everywhere and when you can't drink, you can definitely smoke mm -hmm. hookah and drink mint tea all night long and stare at women, you know, and I mean, that's what it is. <laughs> you do what you can do. All right. So um, they end up getting to the area where the pool is and they show this shot of her looking forlorn in this like crazy ass outfit. And she's yeah. like, but I'm not going to wear the hijab. I'm not going to wear it because he knows that I don't wear it in normal time. So I'm not going to wear it now. So she goes outside. 
he's sitting there and he's like, honey, you look so great, honey. And you're like, the answer is she doesn't look great, honey. Stop lying. <laughs> and um, they get into the pool and she says something very like I find interesting. She's like, hey, are you going to keep your shirt on? And personally, I feel like he should have kept his shirt on. But he says, no, I can't keep my shirt on. I can't. I can't. It's going to get wet as though like. <laughs> well, it's cotton. What does that mean? <laughs> Cause it's cotton. Yeah. Leslie, Leslie, oh, Leslie, what do you think? <laughs> I think also that he's thinking like, no, men. You know, I'm a man, so I could show, I could be shirtless, and you can't. So he's probably like asserting his manhood at that moment. Like, look at my wife; she's covered up as she should be, and look at me as the man. I could, you know, swim like this. That's how I took it. I would wear that actually burkini just because girl, I need to be hiding some chichos that people don't need to see that. And I need to cover my hair because you know, I'm Dominican. My hair would look crazy. So I would wear that. I think that mom would just really lean into like, oh no, Nicole, like you are so in fact pale that this is the ideal swimsuit for you so that the sun does not, you know, like ruin and give you all the skin cancer and burn. You are so, so, so white, you know, like this is easy for me. Like, you know, the sun here different for you, you know, like please wear this. But um, also with Loki, we always see kind of like the people in the periphery which are women in full, full things. Okay. So all I'm going to say is that like, I don't even know what I would do if I was put in the situation. Like I only wear one pieces, but I would not be able to, I would not be comfortable like frolicking in like a one piece in front of people in like full, I don't know. Birkins, you know, like Birkins, Birkin bags, uh, Birkins, um, Birkinis, Birkinis, Birkin bag, bikinis. Um, like, I think I would just be big bags, plus a lot of the Bentley band, Tegan, right? And you know, because even I'll be honest, I, I have a lot happening too, you know what I'm saying? And so, like, in a one piece, a one piece barely contains, <laughs> you know, like this, and just like you can't contain life. But so, she they they're kind of like whatever they get in the water. Like, he at one point wants to like get her head underneath the water. You can see him like roughhousing and she does not want to get that hair wet, honey. She's like, absolutely effing not. Like Mm -hmm. I cut these bangs fresh every day and I'm not getting my hair wet. Like she's so particular, you know, and people are like watching and then, okay, they do it again. And this is what's annoying, which is why they did this before. They sharp us, which is suddenly they're fucking fighting again. And we're like, wait, what? No, not again. You know? And it's like, but then she comes on. She's like, look, off camera when we're like getting dressed or something he makes a passive aggressive comment and she loses her shit loses her goddamn mind she makes passive aggressive comments as well so that's what the thing is they do it to each other and i believe 100 that he did and for Mm -hmm. her to just get upset is so crazy because i know when he she doesn't want to divorce him. And if she does, she wants it to be his idea. So this is the reason why she gets as upset as she does. And then they like follow each other. He grabs her arm strike. Then she like pushes him away to get it. And he's upset that she's done that to him. But I'm like, you grabbed her arm. So then now I hate mm-hmm. him. Yeah, Leslie. Yeah. He definitely felt he is embarrassed essentially because this woman and his mind is out of control. She's not behaving. He keeps saying like an Egyptian woman, like she's supposed to respect her husband. And she's like, 
not wanting to go back home with him and kind of doing her own thing. And that's really frustrating for him. My question is, what is the attraction here? Because for her, she's been there before. It did not work out. What made her think that going back now would be any different when she's not willing to compromise at all. Well, I think that she's obviously, I think in her mind, she's compromised everything. And she doesn't even understand how this person, him, in her mind, hasn't compromised at all. And the other thing, which obviously she says, which I think that like hammered something in home to me. And she's like, yeah, you know, like before him, I've been single for 10 years. And he's eight years younger than me. And um, I let him tell me what to do. You know, I let him do it, you know, A, because I loved him and B, because of whatever. And I, and I kind of can lean into that for the following things. A, I know what it's like to be single for a long time. And also B, um, you know, like if you, if you, if you find yourself having a mild midlife crisis, you could probably get easily get suckered into a situation where someone is just telling you what to do like a little bit, you know, like, because it feels like the pressure is off, which is probably, you know, like a lot of things, but like, you know, sexually probably why, you know, some people like a dom or whatever, you know, like we could be so many things. There's just like a pressure of like an anxiety release of being like, all right, well now you can just tell me what to do and I'll just be your little sim character and you can make sure all of my, you know, modules are filled up and I don't have to do that work anymore. You know? And if I'm feeling some way I'll remedy that within myself, Mm -hmm. but I trust you to make all the major decisions. And he's raised in a culture where he Mm -hmm. men should do that and do that. So I think that since that was how he's raised when it, when that energy was was like kind of in front of her it was so foreign that it and so intoxicatingly exotic to her and also necessary in the kind of way that some lonely people get mixed up in a cult yeah you know so i think that there's yeah. like and also i we've also talked mm-hmm. on this podcast and maybe like maybe she's a little neurodivergent or whatever and so I think that Nicole is a very fascinating character to have on this, you know, this series. A, it's like her first series or her first season, you know, in the world of 90 Day Fiance. And I hope that she remains like super authentic and super like not self-conscious because like it feels very like authentic what we're getting, which is someone like who found themselves in a situation and like it's, you know, I wouldn't want to do it. It's no bueno. For me, it seems like she was really at a point where she was, she had no sense of direction, no sense of self, and she kind of fell into this and was like, oh, well, I'll just do what he's doing because that seems to be working for him and kind of just went along with it. And now she's like, oh, no, this isn't what I signed up for, but it is. Also, how can you trust someone when they have um, Scream 3, Courtney Cox bangs? Like, what? What's a read. A read. I, don't get that. Um, I, think, I, I think you guys are saying everything that's <laughs> correct. Um, so let me wrap this up and we can move on. So he ends up telling her, an Egyptian woman wouldn't behave like this. Let's go. Let's get out of the street. You're embarrassing me. I'm embarrassed. And if I don't see you in the next five minutes, then I'm then we're getting divorced. And so she's like, fuck you, guy. And when she said that he's nine years younger than her and he thinks he can tell her what to do, I had never related to her more in that moment. Because that's how I feel about a lot of guys. Like, I'm like, listen, you could be younger than me for sure, but you need to be paying mm-hmm. every single bill and making all the great decisions. Like, everything needs to be in line for me to, like, fully follow behind you. Because guess what? I have been a functioning adult, earning my own money, paying my own bills. 
So you're not going to all of a sudden just start telling me what to do. Unless you are fully paying for everything in our lives and making sure that I'm the happiest Muslim wife that I could be, then it's not happening. Um, so that's where we leave off is that mm-hmm. we don't know if they're going to get divorced and I hope they do. And I'm, I want to be there for it. I want to see her on single life. Okay, let's move on to Osama and Maha. Uh, no, Osama and Debbie. <laughs> so we start off this episode with fresh off of the fight from last night. Uh, Osama has been stewing in his bedroom, knowing that he is fucked up. Uh, he was having some anxiety, and so uh, she gets up in the morning, fresh as a daisy. She's got on a gold robe, and um, she's drinking tea from the smallest little cutest Moroccan tea set. And um, she's like, I don't know what's that guy, Muhammad. I mean, Osama. I keep calling him Muhammad. Osama. Um, that's not the person that I met and fell in love with. I didn't come here to get disrespected. This is a freaking nightmare right now. Leslie. I just, I, I want to hate her, but I, I feel like this is me in a few years. You know, I just want to wear a giant mumu and just walk around. You know, I, I look at tarot cards regularly. I'm just one crystal away from being her. So I feel for her. And as someone who was duped in a foreign kind of marriage situation, I feel so bad for her. But I would hope that at that age, I wouldn't do that again I mean at least when I did that whole you know k1 thing I was 22 years old 23 this woman it's a grown woman she's lived a full life she should know a little better um yeah, yeah you know it's what weird also his teeth situation is not no good. the teeth you know? there's some teeth and eye situations that like you know like god bless but no she's looking past all of that you know i will say this i first of all i really relate to you leslie because like i didn't i kind of think i lose my lost my virginity like around the same time you did and i couldn't wait for it to like leave me honey like you know i mean like the last of my baby teeth mm-hmm. i was like take it take it all from me you know like come on <laughs> i wish there was like a little virgin fairy that could just come like you know make take it away but um so also she besides that you know beautiful like robe thing she is she goes down and has a conversation with usama with a peacock feather fan and i wanted to know how do you how do you pack that and have it be that gorgeous and that like it's not just like a fan okay it's not a fan of peacocks okay and peacock looking feathers like it's not a fan it is a fucking fan where it's made from peacock feathers and it's gorgeous i want i want it i want it so bad i want it i want it okay like i feel like she packed that in like a silk like a silk bag or something like where you put wigs in like she it's probably packed it in not one of one those little, yeah. like, you know feather fiber is out of place i could not like i just was like god she is she is fabulous and so we want the best for her and so anytime that she is being hurt or that we realize how delusional she is it hurts our soul <laughs> in both ways um so yeah they're having this conversation yeah. usama you know obviously couldn't sleep he's like could not sleep you know thinking about what i have done you know whatever and she's just like Osama, you're just a different person. That was like slapping me in the face with a different Osama. Which I just like, I'm so sorry. Her her voice is 
I mean, it's like obviously like music to my ears. I love it so much. Her like, she's a. I just got done saying how I Nicole's a fascinating character on the show, and I'm happy she is on it. And this is probably why I like the season. I would say the same thing about Debbie. Like I, but I also have like a mild, just like warmly love for Debbie that I don't quite have for Nicole. I, I hope the best for Nicole, but like I'm just like Debbie, you're bananas. You're crazy. I think they should be friends. Yeah, I think that she would work. She should leave there essentially and oh. go on the single life and like walk around with Kimberly and like be girl pals and look for D. That's what they need to do in the states. Like, go to Florida. You know, if you want some dirty day, go to Florida or Jersey yes. and do that dirtiness and get it out the way. No offense to you, you know, dirty no. Jersey boys. I love you. Oh, oh, no. You brought me a lot I'm of in a joy. place of it. What in Rome? But, um... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, there's like so many people like I. There's a, this is Danielle's going to hate this if she ever listens to this podcast. I don't think she does. Like I, there's a world in which I would like to see Johan, Johan on single life. You know, like. Mm. I would like to see him hanging out with Pedro. I'm looking for chicks. Pedro, Pedro and Chantel. You know, like it's interesting as they try and create tangential content for the 90 day megaverse, you know, we've seen it or whatever. It's like. And or how they've tried to fill out the tell-alls with kind of like little friend dates to get people to interact. It's like there are certain, you know, obvious either culture or or country-like kinships that would be really fun. Like, we, you know, obviously, not that all these people are on the show, but like, you know, like an Anfisa, you know, um, mm-hmm. what's her face? Like an Anfisa, Yara natalie spinoff would be or like where they have like a weekend together <laughs> or something like that's like a mega weekend i would die for yes oh like a ultimate yeah. girls trip but like 90 day universe oh, yeah i, I could just, see that I I could be like an executive yeah. producer i wish matt sharp would just take me into his arms honey and then not do anything with me like sexually or romantically i mean and you know unless he wants to unless he's single unless i'm into it unless he's rich and unless he's like somewhat hot and we could talk about it but i don't know what that person looks like but I really, yeah, I want you him know, to be under his arms well, and under his wing, you know, like Bette Midler and um, Beaches and really just let me like produce content anyway in his megaverse. So, uh, you know, he says basically this. I'm so sorry. It was like a translational thing. Like I just, we were like not really on the same page because we were talking in social media. So, and I was confused because you had said that maybe you wanted to like meet my family first. And I thought that you were going to like meet my family and then also have to go back home and like tie up your business shit and then come back. I didn't understand what was happening. And she's like, she like is like, no, you very much knew I was moving here. And so even now you're like not being straightful and I can't I don't even trust that you didn't understand it but he's like uh I know that I'm gonna have to put a lot of hard work back to rebuild the trust that I lost and you know a poem or a painting is not enough (laughs) you know her son is watching this and it's like I knew it has a man ever given you a poem or a painting or anyone no but I want one I would love someone. My dream is for me to be such a bitch <gasps> and break someone's heart so badly that they write a song about oh. me and it becomes a number one hit. 
and I'm immortalized forever. That is my dream. Who wants to break my heart? Who wants me to break their hearts and write a song? See, I was with Come you. On, hit me I up. was with you up until it becomes the number Slade. one hit because this is what I like about it. I, I, I don't want him to then profit <laughs> off of our demise and I don't get any fucking money. Fuck that. No, what I want him no, to do, what I want, to, I want a narcissist because I've just dealt with this, by the way, God bless. I want a narcissist who I finally cut off to... To in his like to really because narcissists this is where they work they'll miss their adoration that they've lost which they think it's coming from you they'll miss it and they'll want you back and they might make a grand grand gesture so if their grand gesture is a poem or a painting like what Osama usually doles like I want to get it and then I want to lol about it for one billion years with all of my friends like send in a group text and I want it to like just further cement that this person is absolutely untalented in every way possible and the universe hates them anyway did you guys talk about how um terrible i mean how how much of a like he realized he messed up and his meal ticket was about to be out the door and so he just like made up this story about him not understanding english that was your hot take i mean you know we, we talked about the fact that he had mistranslated in his mind but that's yeah i mean is that no yeah yeah he definitely that's a lie that man understands enough english he knows when he said you go home he knows he didn't Mm -hmm. say i thought you were going home or yeah we talked about it many times online i hate listen i will be this Mm -hmm. person until the day i die these folk in these other countries who spin the tales of lies to these poor americans ben from last season with mohagani (laughs) and like they know that they are <laughs> feeding a bunch of lies. And that's why they don't remember the details of the plan of action. Debbie says that this man fully told her that he was ready to marry her the last time she was in Morocco. And all of a sudden now he's like, oh, I'm just kidding. I didn't believe that. Like, no, these are these folks real life. And he know that she was leaving everything behind. And for him to pretend now that he didn't understand, no. It's because her reaction was something that he didn't expect um but yeah anyways so they the next go day, on to the beach yeah, yeah they go on to the beach honey and this is like an lol thing so you know he wants to show her something beautiful she's like gets on this beach and first of all this is like she i know she's being cute and you know that i love her so much but she's straight up like oh look at this beach i claim this beach debbie's beach you know which is like bitch you cannot colonize egypt you know you cannot debbie your way through you cannot this beach is not yours bitch it's been this piece of these people's you know you know uh beach for a long time so um even though i love you so much i know that she's like you know just doing her thing so they set up shop you know and she's wearing every chiffon silk or not silk but like you know loosey-goosey thing and i mean you know People are there, and then suddenly a horse and a camel walks by, and she loses her mind. She's just like, camel, camel! Like, you know, like, she just, I mean, she's like, we gotta ride it! So she just gets up, she's screaming, she barrels toward the camera, the guys stop her, they're like, you know, she doesn't give these people one moment of breath to even understand that, like, A, a crazy white bantu woman's about to run at them with, like, crazy, you know, blonde, frizzy hair, and that a young 
wafty Egyptian man with like a googly eye and teeth on one side of his mouth is about to like accompany her. You know, like she's just, they don't, she doesn't quite know how she comes off, but like it's quite a scene. So the animals themselves are scared. You know what I'm saying? But like, I felt a little bad for this camel. This camel's definitely trained. You know what I'm saying? And I don't know what their lives are like, but like, you know, he knows how to get down, honey. And she gets on and then, you know, it's just a lot of, her legs are splayed out everywhere and then he like gets on you know honey and i mean i'll be honest i don't when i saw that camel like get up i was like oh my god she is gonna fall off like and what is the liability for this like are we gonna watch this woman like break her neck i mean she's you know she's seasoned i mean she is she starts to scream and is like hey hey and gets on this camel and she's like, I don't want Osama to be embarrassed of me. Are you embarrassed, Osama? And he's like, no, baby, I don't care what anyone says about this. It's me and you and I don't care. And I'm like, the reason why you don't care is because you don't have no friends. Yeah. <laughs> you, you don't have no friends. You've never had any friends. And so like these people will judge you regardless of who, if you're with this uh, crazy eyed person. Um, so uh, yeah, they do the little camel ride and then um they get off and she's like, I love you, Osama. Things are getting almost back to normal. You're earning my trust back. <laughs> and that's it. Leslie, any last words about Osama <laughs> and Debbie? You know, those crazy kids. I, I I want what's best for her. She needs to come back to the States and as I said, hook up with Kimbali and just, you know, live your best life. Leave this guy alone. He's not into you. It's fine. We all make mistakes. Penises are delicious. We we all do it. Delicious. You know? But come back home, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, please. Mm-hmm. Oh God, you know, it's hard, but you're right. And so, and uh, we love Debbie. So, thank you so much, Leslie, for coming on and talking about these uh, these absolutely crazy ass couples. Like, I really, all of them are so great, and. Um, I've enjoyed the season. Obviously, I keep being very, very vocal about that. Like, how are you feeling so far? I really am liking this. I think that too, for for whatever reason, I guess because we are dealing with, for the most part, new people, it is fresher because I'm tired of these other spinoffs when we keep getting the same couples over and over because it's like a little bit too much. So this is good. I, I like this batch. They're all right <laughs> level of wacky. All right, you guys. Thank you so much, Leslie. Tell us, uh, tell them where they can find you, Leslie. Well, you can find me on Instagram. I'm mostly active there at Sinister Girl. So it's S-I-N-I-S-T-E-R-G-I-R-L-Z. I had to like think about it. I'm like, how do I spell this? Yeah. So it's a Z at the end of girls and just find me there. The interview with Nancy Wilson of heart will drop this Friday. We're still doing Mariah's world. Episode three is dropping soon. And, you know, I'm glad you had a great time. So thank you so so much, Leslie, for joining us. And um, yeah, we're going to say adieu to you. Bye. Bye. Oh, goodness gracious. But we still have more copes to dupes. As Chris would say, coops badoops. Okay, I think we have three. Um, We've got Chris and Jamie. We've got Gabe and Isobel. And we've got Rishi and Jen, or rushing, as my autocorrect says. And Mm -hmm. Jen, where do you want to start? Yeah. Um, Okay, let's do rushing and and Jen. (laughs) Um, Okay, so let me go. I'm so sorry. I wanted to say this. There they are. 
Um, okay, so listen, it's her last day. You know what I'm saying? Because she forgot to look at her visa on her phone in, in Zoom. So, like, that's what she forgot to do. And she feels dumb, you know, and she, she she should, but, you know, that is what it is. She's packing up her life, you know what I'm saying? Like, I also, like, look, you want to be like, how'd you tell Deer? Did you tell Deer? Like, what was that? Like, Deer over? <laughs> like, you know, I put it, like, what's that? Like, well, that person's just gone? I don't know. I don't believe it. But she's packing up her life, you know, and then Rishi's going to come uh with her like meet her at her place and then but not get in the uber with her to go to the airport which i think was low-key a little bit like is it because he can't afford the uber back probably and it's just you know it'd be too hard to get the uber back. i just you know it's all together just like okay we'll be with you until you go to the airport but basically you know they have to have a conversation of like what the fuck happens now and you know rishi is basically like Oh, you know, we'll ha- we'll talk every day. There won't be a day that goes by that I make sure that my voice and your voice don't connect or a text or an emoji or like I'll just like what you said and like a, I'll just like give it a thumbs up in the iMessage text. Well, well, you remember that it took her six hours to get to Jaipur from her flight, so maybe she had to drive another six hours to the airport. That's why he didn't go. That Uber, how much is that Uber is just a. F- $45,000 Uber? I don't understand how life works. Okay, I don't know. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah, that's my theory because she took her six yeah. hours from wherever she landed initially to get to him. So maybe he's like, yeah, I, I can't uh, drive with you six hours. I got a job. I've got a family to take care of. You know that. And um, <laughs> then, but before he before she leaves, though, he proposes to her. He gets down on one knee and proposes to her and she is overwhelmed and she absolutely loves it. So... The next thing we have is she's in Oklahoma with the wrong kind of shoes. And her sister-in-law brings her some wellies so that she can do her do. And her and her sister-in-law have a great conversation in the car on the way home. I mean, it is very, she hasn't had girls time in a very long time. And you can tell just from the, the quality of the conversation, they start talking about the sex and the not sex and, you know, other things. And it's just like, this is some quality girl time. That's her best Judy. I love it. Yeah, I mean, they never boned the whole time they were there, you know, because she didn't want to. I also, and I'm going to be rude, but did you like that ring? No. No. But I also don't, I don't judge rings in that manner because I've never been gotten given one. And like, I'm just like, it's better than the ring. It's the better than the ring I got, you know? Yeah, the non-ring. Okay, so, but here's the thing. She's, like, also low-key, like, I can't, I'm happy I get to, like, talk with you because, like, you are the, like, precursor to, like, seeing other people who are going to think I'm dumb because I was, you know, I left being, like, bye, and now I'm, like, hi, but I get to, like, instead of low-key being, like, well, he dumped me or whatever, I can blame myself because I'm dumb for the whole visa thing and she can't wait to show off that he gave her this ring however they've already been proposed they've already been engaged to so she shows off the ring like oh so great so what oh yeah no yeah totally you're uh engaged um no update there uh what's the date you know and she's just like so yeah, she goes back to her mom's house, you know, her brother's there and her brother is by far the most judgmental, you know? So that's like who basically is like, what it, what is happening? This literally means nothing. Um, she's like, I don't, I don't know what the date is because, you know, I have to like get a visa, you know? 
Yeah. And I think also I noticed that a her and her brother look alike. They both have the same sleepy eyes as well as her and her brother sound alike. They both speak in the same cadence, which is so interesting because she hasn't doesn't isn't around her brother a lot. Like she's moved. She moved and then she came back. Then she moved and she came back. So she's around him. But it's like so interesting how your voice kind of shapes in your early years. And you start mm-hmm. to talk like the people who you were around in your early years and it kind of sticks with you. Her brother's like, so am I supposed to be impressed that he proposed to you? Um, but so he was looking for a, a wife the whole time. Well, no, he wasn't. His parents was. Okay, well, and he didn't tell you? Well, yeah, he didn't tell me because he didn't want me to get upset and not come. Are you sure? Yeah, now she came off on her Instagram to tell people that she has a sleepy eye syndrome. It's a medical condition. It's a sleepy eye medical condition. So that's why she has that and she's chill with it. She said most comments are good, but that's why she has sleepy eyes. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, I I do feel like she, she didn't assume it. She didn't think it felt like a stall tactic. But I, in the answering of those questions, it seemed to kind of like dawn on her a little bit. Um, so we'll see what happens with them. Um, anything else about them, babe? No, let's move on. Let's talk about Gabe and Isabel. So basically what happens is they get there and, you know, they're whispering in the cold bedroom about how he has to sleep by himself. And then they're just worrying about the Gran Secreto. And then they go horseback riding, which, I mean, they're on them horses, boy. And, um, (gasps) that mother knows how to horseback ride. She's like, on on it oh my god i love this scene because yes okay i started riding uh english style horse horses like uh in covid and i you know it's like so lovely and also very peaceful and also incredibly grounding and it's just so many different styles and uh you know like there's cantering and there's just you know walking and trail riding which is what they're doing it's interesting to see people galloping or going at a run staying in the saddle you know because i don't quite know how to do that yet i know like you know when the course kind of like picks up i kind of like tend to do that little like anyway so um but that's what they do they just love it you know and gabe is like look i'm going to do this like fun thing and we're all gonna like have this moms and then you know and i love horses even though last time i was on a horse i fell off and it was date number two but you know god bless get back on literally figuratively ha 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 and then i'll just rip off the band-aid so you know i mean they they sit down and uh, a waitress comes and they're like you know any like food or drink and i'm like order order some things but they all order like coffee and i also realize now like if you just want to like order you know coffee uh black coffee it's you know cafe tinto cafe tinto cafe tinto cafe tinto con sucre no sucre no crema cafe tinto by the way um oh go ahead i got go ahead it's just so interesting how like spanish is is sucre like you know azucar like you know or sucrose sucrose corn syrup you know (laughs) it's so interesting how how some colloquial people speak the language go ahead oh yeah so uh and then they're like okay so today was a great day today was un, un, un dia buena uh dia, bien dia, whatever um and i'll stop speaking spanish don't worry about it and um but i have something to say so 
Gabe, there was a prayer conversation and it was a little bit of a weird conversation where basically Isabel was like, what are you going to say to my parents? And Gabe's like, I don't know. And she's like, well, you haven't even like thought about exactly how you're going to say it, like what words? He's like, no. And he's like, okay. And also here's another question to you. Like, like who are you going to go with me, me or your dad? And she's like, I don't know. Cause you don't know about the words and I don't really know about this. And that was like, I low key kind of felt that was fake. But anyway, God bless. To give it a little more like um, heightened, you know, heights, but here we are. So then Gabe is like, okay, I was born a man. No, sorry. I was born a female, but I've been living as a man for 10 years. I am trans. And, you know, you're, you are seeing the dad and the mom. And then, you know, obviously Gabe is sitting by Isabel. So you're like trying to understand the cuts the editors have made and like what are the actual reactions or whatever and the truth is we're getting sharped because we don't really know what anything is in the episode ends. I mean, for them. Yeah. You don't, we don't really know at all because like the, basically we know that next episode, the dad says, well, tell me, tell me what happened. And he's like, he's like what do you want to know? All of it. And I, I want to know how much they know about trans people and their existence. Is it what we thought about trans people in 1999 or is it what we know about trans people 2023? So like, I just, it was so hard for me to watch this, Chris. I, I, oh, it was so hard for me to watch this. It was so hard for me to watch this because like we said last episode, it just feels like Isabel should have told her parents something. Like, hey, there's something that's going to happen. Gabe is going to tell you some news. It's going to be very shocking or something so that it's not just them trying to save face on American television. And I mean, it just feels like a setup a little bit, but Oh, it was hard for me. All right. Anything else about them? I would think that if I was dating anyone that I loved, but had something, whatever they wanted, they ever had that they, that I felt my parents or family would have an objection to, I feel like, and I don't know if I could, there'd be a good possibility I would tell them early on to get it over with. You know what I'm saying? But I don't, but you know, I sat there when Gabe started talking and was like trying to put myself in uh, Isabel's dad's or parent or mom's mind being like, I wonder what they think they're, they're going to say. Like, you know, or do they think that Gabe's going to be like, she's pregnant or she, I have do a family. She, I have a family. I've been in prison. Yeah. Uh, I don't, you know, like it, 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 it literally is like, you know, like what is the thing that they're like, what is this thing that he has to tell me? And yeah. so, um, and and let's just say it was like any of those other things. Unless she had just found out, if I was dating someone like really and almost in love with them, and they had been in prison, I think I would have like t- probably told my dad already. Like kind of one of the things, like look, I'm in love with this person, and you know, there's certain things about them. Like I just I don't know, like but maybe because I'm really well, listen, I have an interesting relationship. I have a very open relationship with my dad. I'm trying to think. I would like I would tell. I don't know. I, w- I would like to be privy to that conversation where you like admit to your father you're dating the man who's in- been in prison. Oh, well, uh, that's uh, what do you think of my the new season of you know, Love After Lockup is? Oh, it's you great, I'm so excited yeah. I'll be there. Um, <laughs> let's move on to Chris and Jamie. So, uh, this is something that doesn't translate well into English. Hello, my little sick. <laughs> <laughs> Grande enferma, hello me, pequita enferma or enfermita, enfermita. 
buenos dias and so um jamie comes in and chris is like oh my god you've been taking care of me this is only day five and i know i put you through a lot but like this is the test of a true love she brings um her something very delicious to eat called a bunuelo and of course chris can't say it and she's like and it's like it's so crazy to me because like I'm very lucky that I had grown up in a place where not only is there a second language being spoken around me at all times, it's also Spanish, which is a beautiful language. So whenever I meet people who like haven't had that and I'm like, oh, you just you don't know what an Inye is. Like you just have no frame of reference to this other language because you're from a place where nobody would ever be abloing Espanol at any point. Um, so. Yeah, I just want to say, I these look so good. I looked them up there. Colombian buenuelos, which is like a buenuelo in bed. Oh my God, you just know I love it. Okay, it is a mixture of cassava flour and cornstarch and then cheese. You know what I'm saying? Cheese fritters, you know? like She's like, it's like a donut, but you say it's made from cheese? I was like, it's probably cheese in it and some flour. Like, why is that so, you know, just, I don't know, Chris's bananas. I mean, she... In my mind, I was like, she's not a little sick, honey. She's big sick. But also, Chris thinks she's smarter. Like, Americans think that they're smarter than the rest of the world. They just Mm -hmm. do. So that's why when the girl's like, this is what it is, she's like, but it tastes like a donut. It's like, I don't give a shit what you think it tastes like. This is what the fuck it is. Or you should say, hey, that's so interesting. It tastes like a savory donut. What an interesting texture for this to be cheese. That's so cool. Like, I didn't know cheese could be made like this. Like, that's what it needs to be. It's just people are so, like, Americans just think they like are the center of the universe and if something is different to them then it's like different in general um so mm-hmm, she's like mm-hmm, today mm-hmm. is exactly our one year anniversary and then we all as a community of watchers realize that we are watching two people who barely know each other barely know each other try to eat mm-hmm. through some existence in their first open lesbian relationship and it's like jamie could do so much better jamie needs her like a bomb ass butch woman like she needs her single life jamie's gonna be jamie could be on single life and we would be a lovely watch i mean i mean she yeah she needs a beautiful like you know who she needs jenny's daughter-in-law jen like blended like boo jenny's daughter's uh Mm. wife like someone Mm -hmm. like that not her because obviously that person's booed up but she needs her like a bomb ass lesbiana, like a fine ass stud. You're absolutely right. So basically, um, it's their one year anniversary, the five days in, and she's feeling better, you know, Chris, from whatever she was dealing with before, or she's feeling better from now. She's like, you know, like, we're going to do some things, honey. And one thing we're going to do is glamp. Now, you know, your girl, Chris, me, with the CH and not a sleepy, has always wanted to camp, you know, glamp specifically so and um jamie had heard about it too so they go to these really beautiful plastic igloo things where you can like be in nature and look up and see like stars and everything it's quite beautiful i want to know exactly what the bathroom situation is anyway so when they get there uh they have that little dog the dog's name is zoe now zoe i become like very obsessed with now like now i hope the best for zoe and um they're like Chris is like, you go check in, Jamie, with your all in all, your Spanish, and I'll take the dog and I'll like get into this place. She gets in the place, she like puts out a bunch of like ro- rose petals and she like puts out the word marry me, you know what I'm saying? And it's it's hard. It's an it's uh it's like a you know, M's are hard and little R's are hard, you know, and like Y is even harder. Like 
but she does it and then jamie comes in and she's like great great do you also know what this says it's in english and she's like marry me yeah but you know go ahead jamie's like yeah we, we already you already said this to me like she doesn't quite get it and i think it's interesting that she's like i don't even know if she could read english i'm like maybe you don't understand that like i think jamie the way jamie says certain words in english is because she reads it it's like part of her training was to learn how to read english so the girl knows how to read english and i think it's weird that you don't know that as somebody who's in, about to marry somebody you don't know that they know how to read the language like she took lessons or something yeah, but wh why do you expect anything from Chris? You just you, we all saw Chris's outfit. Chris is wearing, and I'm not going to talk about Chris wearing. It's like red, long, long sleeve cotton shirt, <sighs> and then faded like faded jean frontal jeans. And then let me just tell you, on top of the jeans, white cream leg warmers like she's at the new york city ballet and then gray socks underneath and then on top and i have this too which makes me upset just like i have that product it's like a sort of you know lacy coachella-esque little like th you know rappy style layer that is just nothing for anything it's not for warmth it's just for style but it's like not for the style that she's doing and then she also has like some weird headband like if she's about to put on a mud mask and she like doesn't want to get the water in her hair like it's just all of it together is just so crazy i mean it is infuriating to see the way that she dresses and i judge jamie because jamie hasn't walked away from her and said no i can't deal with you from the way you dress it's like jay chris is giving us somebody who got stuck in like 2005 and they're just mm -hmm. wearing like just wearing the things that make them feel the most comfortable and it's like girl you said that you weren't comfortable for all your life being with these men and hmm. why did you stick with this style can we just like hmm. ugh, i can't wait to see what they do with her nose and her nose contour in the next episode oh I, I yeah when they had a little tease of the makeup things and i feel like i saw an urban decay palette that looked really like really pale like it must be just like very bridal i was like what is that urban decay palette but you know i just i would like to see uh maybe like some other like creamier brands Urban yeah Decay now i feel like it's just so dry it's chalky and it's dry um there's better ones out there but anyway that becomes the end of the episode and also the end of our episode and we've had a great episode almost as long as the real episode because we had a great guest well uh, leslie i was so astute she also like really had some aha moments for me yeah it was great. I love it. I love a, a collab. You guys love a collab. We're going to be reaching out. At least I'm going to be reaching out to other people to see if we can get more collabs in the house. Oh, you know what's also like, awesome? listen, straight up, if you listen to us and you listen to other people, go, go to their like Instagram and comment and tag us at DocuSweeties that you, you know, like you want us to do a collab with them and then we can like reach out to them. So this will lead us into social media. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you want to follow us, you absolutely can. We are on Instagram, which I already said, at DocuSweeties. We are also on TikTok at DocuSweeties and Twitter at DocuSweeties1. 
And it, here's the other thing. This whole time, we've been live streaming. Leslie showed up in live stream. You could see what Leslie looks like, which is obviously gorgeous, just so you know. But, like, you know, we're all giving you something. Wow, how? How do they do you it? You can do so on patreon.com slash docusweeties. It's $10 a month. It really only is. It's two bucks, two Starbucks coffees a month. You know what I'm saying? You got it. You got it. You you got it. You got it. And if you want to see more of us, um, you know what I'm actually thinking of doing? And, Chris, you could let me know if you would like to join me in this. Um, because we're two separate people, like we could provide you different types of content. So we do like a a live every first Monday of the month. Sometimes it's both of us. Sometimes it's one of us. One of the things I was thinking of doing is like watching season one of 90 Day Fiance and just reviewing it on Patreon mm-hmm. only. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had I didn't see it. So it'll be like me watching it all over again. Season one, season two and season three and season four. I didn't see I picked up at season five. And they're all available on Discovery Plus. So if you guys want to join along with me, especially those of you who are already on Patreon, if you guys are willing to go back to the beginning with me, then I will give you one episode a week or something, a couple episodes a week uh, beginning next week. So let me know if that's something you want. Um, but yeah, if you guys are wa- listening to us, also let me know if that's something you want. Come to our Instagram and leave a comment under our latest picture or DM us and let us know. Uh, again, patreon.com slash docusweeties. Uh, and we guys, we guys, yeah, we guys. <laughs> and you guys, uh, we will see you later. Oh, Seeking Brother Husband. Watch it. Bye. Bye.